Hey, Disney fans, looking for the latest Disney news? And interviews with some of Disney's biggest stars? Have we got the podcast for you. Welcome to D23 Inside Disney. I'm Jeffrey from D23. I'm Zynga from ABC's On the Red Carpet. And I'm Sherry from Oh My Disney. And together, we are taking you Inside Disney. Hello. 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 A beautiful chorus. It is a beautiful <laughs> chorus. Ah, uh, it's nice to see you all. So wonderful to see you all. I'm loving Sherry's hair, y'all. Oh, yes. thank you, thank you, thank you. Go to her Insta because it looks great. Yeah. <laughs> just go to the gram and just give her her flowers because she's looking hot. Oh yes. my gosh. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you both. Wow, wow, wow. Speaking of, <laughs> of hot, hot stuff, what have you been up to, Zynga? Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. So I can finally announce that a project that I've been working on, which is near and dear to my heart, is finally releasing this coming weekend. It's called Our America, Reclaiming Turtle Island um, in honor of Native American Heritage Month. Oh, and yeah, cool. so we did this in partnership with National Geographic and we're basically bringing to life their July issue, which focused on Native sovereignty. Congratulations. Yeah, congrats. And where can people find it? Our America at abc.com. It's going to be broadcast on our eight ABC on television stations, and it will be on Hulu on November 25th. Ooh, amazing. So exciting. How cool. Congrats. Yeah. <laughs> and Sherry, what about you? Well, I saw Disenchanted, you guys. Yay. Oh my, oh my yes, gosh. Yes. It's so good. It's so good. It's so good. It's so good. My expectations were at an all-time high because I, I mean, I don't know if anyone loves Enchanted as much as Jeffrey does, but I love Enchanted as well. I do. My expectations are so high and this far exceeded them. I was so pleased with the music, the storytelling, the costumes, the humor, the heart. It had it all. It had it all and a whole lot more. <laughs> and a whole lot more. It's true. Jeffrey, how about you? I have been, I mean, I'm I'm chatting with you from the East Coast. I've been crazy busy. So much fun packed in. I got to go to the Lion King's 25th anniversary celebration at the Minskoff Theater on Sunday. Cool. I can't believe the show's been running for 25 years. Ugh. I thought, you know, oh, I've seen it. Maybe, I, you know, I, I'm sure I'll like it. But I was so in. It was riveting, as great as it was when I first saw it, when it opened. Loved it. And it was so much fun because friends and friends of the pod, uh, Kara Lindsay was there. Patty Murin from the original cast of Frozen. And it was beautiful. Tom Schumacher gave a great speech, introduced Julie Taymor, the original director who brought up members of the original production team, including Disney legend Tim Rice, who was there. At the end, Lebo M did a whole concert on the street. It was wow. off the charts. It was fantastic. Wow. How cool. Also, we had a big media event at the Franklin Museum in Philadelphia for Disney 100, the exhibition. It was to celebrate the tickets going on sale. And Becky Klein, our pal, friend of the pod, head of the Ooh. archives, was there. She revealed five items that are going to be in this incredible exhibit, including a lightsaber from Star Wars, the book that is featured at the opening of Snow White, the ring from the Shaggy Dog, the whistle created to make the sound for Steamboat Willie, and Walt's number one Disneyland name badge. So, wow. And that's just five of the 250 <laughs> items that are going to be in this exhibit. So I cannot wait to see that when it opens in February. You can go to d23.com for more information on that. And Sherry, you mentioned Disenchanted. Coming up on the show, 
buckle up because we have Disney legend Adina Menzel yeah. took my breath away. Oh, now I'm so self-conscious about our hellos, the chorus of hellos at the very beginning. Well, <laughs> I think we'll be okay. We need some auto-tune here. We do. We do. Paul, help, help us out. <laughs> she talks disenchanted some lessons she learned she talks about adina menzel which way to the stage and for people who have not seen there is a new trailer that debuted for this incredible documentary that follows her we talked about it a little bit on the show it's going to be premiering on february 9th on disney plus and you can actually watch the trailer at the WaltDisneyCompany.com or on the disney plus youtube page it is great i cannot wait and stay tuned for more adina oh it's amazing so I don't know if you've heard of it, but Marvel Studios came out with a new movie. <laughs> uh, it's on your radar. <laughs> Obviously, Black Panther Wakanda Forever opened to record box office Amazing. numbers with $181 million opening weekend. This is the highest November domestic opening ever of all time. So now the MCU accounts for nine of the top 15 opening weekends ever. Wow. Wild. Wild stuff, so well-deserved, an incredible film in every sense of the word. Congrats to all of our friends and... at the studio yes. and Marvel Studios. Yes. Absolutely. Yes, congrats to every everyone who made this magic. And the magic continues with even more impactful news where Disney has donated a million dollars to students in STEM and arts education in honor of Black Panther Wakanda Forever. So incredibly fitting because like of all the Afrofuturism and the science in the film, and it's the perfect way to inspire youth to pursue careers in STEM. So Disney awarded that's $1 million in grants to nonprofits, providing the focus on science, technology, engineering, and math and arts education to young people from historically underrepresented and marginalized communities. Some of the recipients of organizations include Girls Who Code, So Cool, mm. Ghetto Film School, the Hidden Genius yes. Project, and Donors Choose in the U.S., as well as two overseas organizations to empower these youth. And guess what? I was actually at one of these events because they oh, celebrated, wow. yes, they celebrated this all over the country by hosting Black Panther Wakanda Forever screenings in Atlanta, Los Angeles, New York, and Oakland. And the one in Los Angeles was fantastic. My daughter had a great time. And in total, nearly 25,000 oh. young people got to experience the film before it's wide release. And you can actually see some of this beautiful magic online at the WaltDisneyCompany.com and the Walt Disney Company's YouTube page. It's great. Yes. And shout out to our producer, Bruce, who helped put all of that together, including that video that you can watch on the WaltDisneyCompany.com. And speaking of the WaltDisneyCompany.com, <laughs> there you can learn more about the 2022 Disney Accelerator Demo Day that took place in Burbank last week. I had the chance to go. It was incredible. So the Accelerator program is where Disney matches incredible companies with mentors within Disney to help them grow and evolve their products. And it was so cool to sit down and watch these six companies present a couple that I thought were particularly amazing. There's Flick Play. It's a social app where you can put Disney characters into uh, your everyday real life. So I got to see Pluto on Pluto's Corner, which was very, very funny. And then InWorld AI has this incredible artificial intelligence. You got to speak with a droid from the Star Wars universe. I was asking about the foods that they were eating on Tatooine. I couldn't think of other questions to because it was so on the spot. That's really, perfect. really cool. Again, you can read more about that at thewaltdisneycompany.com. Oh, and congratulations to our friend and partner, Colby, who helped put that together. Woohoo! 
so fantastic. And guess what? There's nothing like a throwback Thursday with news about a throwback attraction that will be reopening. Yay! The Adventure- Yay! The Yay! Adventureland Treehouse will reopen in Disneyland Park in 2023 in a fresh new way while paying tribute to the original inspiration, the Swiss Family Robinson. Yes. Guests- yes. Guests will once again enter by the giant water wheel and follow the wood rope stairway up to the bows that will find fascinating rooms. They got rooms for everybody. There's the mother. There's music den, young son's nature room, and there's a teenage daughter astronomer's loft. Yes, girls in STEM. Mm. Hey, all these are fashioned Ooh. from found objects, natural resources, and ingenuity. And don't worry, fathers are not left out because there's a room downstairs. It's the father's art studio, along with a kitchen and dining room. An opening date and more details about the new Adventureland Treehouse are coming soon. And concept art can be seen now at Disney Parks Block. Very excited for that. And currently at the Disney parks are some really incredible ways to experience Black Panther. I know we were just talking about it earlier. Black Panther, Wakanda forever. The arrival of the new Black Panther at Disneyland Paris and Disneyland Resort. There's all kinds of incredible limited time offerings, food, merchandise, you name it. It is there. I'm ready. Sherry, Zynga, let's uh, road trip it down when I get back to the West Coast. Heck yes. Yeah. <laughs> you can read all about it at the Disney Parks blog. Well, speaking of Disney Parks, I've got something sweet for my fellow food aficionados. Emirates mm. Patisserie Cake Decorating Experience is coming back to oh. Disney Springs. Woohoo! This is a 90-minute hands-on experience where you can create your very own edible work of art in a small group setting. It comes back this month so you can learn as cast members show you how to decorate a classic Mickey Mouse dome cake. They guide you through the whole process from pouring glissage to placing Mickey's ears and they share tips and behind the scenes stories about the patisserie. So we can road trip after our road trip down to Disneyland. We'll just road trip over to Walt Disney World where we can fly, you know, whatever. (laughs) I'll do anything for this patisserie class. I like it. I like it. I'm in. (laughs) At the end of the class, you get to take your cake home and you'll also have a chance to get your favorite sweets from the patisserie before it opens for the day. So you get first dibs, which is amazing. And now I'm hungry. Yeah. Same. I mean, always for me. All right. Moving on. (laughs) The man, the myth, the musical Mm. icon, Elton Mm. John. Yes. Yes. Special guests have been announced and a trailer just released for Elton John live farewell from Dodger Stadium. These special guests include, drum roll please. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Dua Lipa, Kiki D, and Brandi Carlisle. They will all join Elton on stage during his final North American performance at Dodger Stadium and pay tribute to him and his absolutely legendary career. Check out the trailer too. That is on Disney Plus's YouTube. And you can see the live stream on Sunday, November 20th at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific on Disney+. Plus. I am so excited for this. Don't Go Breaking My Heart is one of my very favorite oh, Elton yes. John songs. And he and Kiki D, oh, can't wait. Yeah, the collaboration yes. with Dua Lipa. Wow. Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. Yes, I was just about to say. <laughs> my favorite. Cold Heart. I'm definitely counting down to that. And I'm also counting down to this next piece of exciting news. The first two episodes of Andor will air on ABC, FX, Freeform, and Hulu for the Thanksgiving holiday. Wow. Right? Ooh. I'm so stoked for that. So you can catch that. Like I said, 
ABC, FX, Freeform, Hulu, just shows the power of Disney right there. And if you're a Disney's Plus subscriber, you already know you currently have access to the first 11 episodes with episode 12, the finale, premiering on Wednesday, November 23rd. Oh, I don't want that show to end. I, I love it so much. So good. <laughs> but in the meantime, you know what it's time for. It's time for Five Fantastic Things to Watch This Weekend, presented by State Farm. For complete details and listings, visit d23.com. And remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And this weekend, all our entries are themed to Elton John in celebration of Elton John Live. Farewell from Dodger Stadium. Sherry, what's up first? Up first is The Lion King, oh. of course. Check it out on Disney+. Plus. I mean, in addition to Disney legend Elton John, we've got songs by Disney legend Tim Rice, a background score by Disney legend Hans Zimmer, and bugs that look like so good to eat. Mm. Oh my gosh. I know, Sherry, you're, you're going to try that, aren't you? <laughs> I've always wanted to. And you can get even more Elton John as he guest stars as himself on The Simpsons Season 10 episode 14 i'm with cupid on disney plus nice nice well you can switch over to hulu to watch season four episode 20 of nashville where elton john guest stars as himself and performs with gunner from the show and why not stay on hulu and watch kingsman the golden circle where elton john also cameos as himself i feel like elton john just plays himself better than he you know than certainly anyone else could <laughs> that's true and why not check out elton john as himself again in elton john live farewell from dodger stadium the premiere on disney plus awesome and on to our enchanting guest who this year became a disney legend while she may be best known in the disney world for her chilling performance as elsa in all things frozen she's back as the fabulous nancy tremaine in the sequel to enchanted she also has a new book co-authored with her sister kara called loud mouse and her intimate and inspiring disney plus documentary which way to the stage premieres on december 9th please welcome to the show adina menzel yeah Yay. Welcome. I'm going to start by taking us back to January 96, when you and I were both 14 years old, just after the first week of previews of Rent at the New York Theater Workshop, you, Anthony, Jesse, Adam, Daphne, came to my tiny New York Soho studio apartment for an interview in pizza, like literally one week into previews. It was before anything happened. You had to leave to go to a meeting. Oh my gosh. Yes. It was just crazy looking back, having all of you in my tiny studio apartment. And yeah. uh, it's been a long time since then. Mm -hmm. So is there anything that you learned back then that has stayed with you through today? Oh my gosh. Yes. I actually feel like that experience has defined the way I try to walk through my life because what happened with Jonathan, I don't know if the people listening know about that story, but you know, he was the composer of Rent. And so real quick, he was young. He was in his early thirties and he had been working on this show and he'd been struggling and he finally gets this grant to work on the show that he's so passionate about. And then we are all in rehearsal for five weeks. And then, and then on the night of the first preview, he just passed away from an aortic aneurysm. And so I don't mean to go so morbid on your podcast. Anyways, the point being that life is fleeting. And as a cast, a young cast, we had to get on stage every night and just really sort of be this, these messengers, you know, for his story. And we felt that very strongly. We we're very 
committed to that in a deeper way than even your normal wanting to get on stage and do a great job, you know? And so I've always felt this sort of no day, but today theme in my life and how you have to really not take things for granted and take in the moment. Absolutely. Mm. Wow. Well, speaking of the moment, Nancy's the moment. We got to talk about Disenchanted. Let's bring it up. Let's bring it up. That's right. <laughs> so Nancy is back in Disenchanted and you get to sing and you get to sing more than once. How did that feel? Oh, it's great. It was great. It's Stephen Schwartz of Wicked and many other incredible shows and Alan Menken and they wrote me the most beautiful song and I just feel so lucky. And then, oh, right. That's called Love Power. And then there's another song that James <laughs> Marsden and I sing. And then I sing the the end credits as well, which is Love Power, but done a little bit more of a pop contemporary style. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Well, and, and our good friend, friend of the pod has been on many times, Yvette Nicole Brown told me that she was completely fangirling over you when she met you. She just wasn't sure if you noticed that when you met her, she went completely mute and said she could not speak. (laughs) (laughs) No, I probably didn't notice because I get the same way, you know, and I probably was trying to be empathetic to her. I probably didn't even notice. (laughs) She told us just to remind you, she's a massive fan. Oh, thank you. That's amazing. And in the first film, Nancy was pretty tightly wound. How do you think she's changed? She was tightly wound. I haven't said that the whole time. I've been on this press junket. I should have said that. <laughs> I kept saying she was cynical and a tough chick, but she was tightly wound. That's better. Why did I say that the whole last few days? We have brilliant writers. You have a premiere and a press line. You can do it there. <laughs> How has she changed? Well, she's been living up in Andalusia, this fairy tale world. You know, she's queen. She lives with her handsome king. They probably sing and dance around their castle all day long. So she's joyous and she's like a light, I feel like. And so when they visit Monroeville, she just brings all of that optimism and, you know, happiness with her. And I was sort of not sure of how much of the New York um, tightly woundness (laughs) in her. So that's something I actually played with. But I don't think a lot of that comes across now having seen my performance. I think I was just so happy to be in the costume and the corset and playing with James that it just, it comes out really fun. Absolutely. I've mentioned on our pod probably about a hundred times that Enchanted is my favorite Disney movie. And I know a lot (laughs) of others out there feel the same way. Why do you think Enchanted resonated so much with audiences? I think it was a surprise for people. I don't, it's a different kind of movie. It's rare that Disney allows itself to be, to sort of be winked at a little bit, you know? So I think people weren't sure what it was first 10 minutes and then they fell in love with it because it's clever and witty. And then it has the music and the dancing and all the old fashioned movie musical treasures. And then I think that through the years, it's even gotten more and more popular, which is great. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, we are so excited for Which Way to the Stage about your journey to perform at Madison Square Garden and the professional and personal successes and challenges it took for you to get there. What are you excited for fans to see? Oh, thanks so much for asking me about it because it really means a lot to me. I I didn't set out to sort of make this 
tour documentary. I knew that, you know, it was just, like I said, bring it all full circle. I like to take things in and appreciate the moment. And here I was where a dream was going to come true. I had always wanted to play at the garden, having grown up in Long Island and going to NYU. And so I wanted to commemorate it, you know, and then I didn't realize that running the cameras, we would find a crazy woman trying to, <laughs> to get on stage and do my thing and connect with my audience and stay healthy. And then make sure I flew back across the country to get to a parent teacher conference or trick or treating or a basketball game, give my husband a little love to sort of just somehow juggle it all, you know? So I just want people to feel I've allowed myself to be really vulnerable in it because I want all people, especially women, to see that that we all feel that kind of struggle and we're all torn in a million different directions and that it's okay to, you know, want to do what you love for a living and be passionate about that, but also always feel torn and to have trouble prioritizing that sometimes. But the point is to try to do what you love because even my son, he would want, and I hope when he's older, that you know, I made the impression that he gets to see his mother, a woman being strong, putting her passion first, seeing me do what I love to do and setting a tone for the kind of how he respects women and, and how he sees the women in his life. Oh my gosh. Yes, absolutely. And doing a documentary does put you in that position, right? To reveal a lot of things about yourself and even uncomfortable things like being vulnerable. And mm -hmm. so how did you deal with that? You know, I was in control of it. I would say, though, I probably didn't cut too much out of it. I didn't want to exploit myself for the sake of having a, you know, juicy documentary. I wasn't trying to do that. <laughs> but I did want to be real, you know. And I think as an artist, the best way to make a difference to connect with your audience is by remaining vulnerable. I've always found that mistakes and little wounds and scars and people seeing that only just endears you to your audience. And so I've allowed that I'm, I'm comfortable with that, with trying not to be perfect. Amazing. Well, the adorable book Loud Mouse was recently released by Disney's Hyperion Publishing. You and your sister, Kara, tell the story of Dee, a small mouse with a big voice. How much do you relate to her? Oh, she's me pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> so she's me, but I want her to be an example for lots of kids, you know, not necessarily that they have to sing, just as an example of this idea that when we're young, we, or anytime we can be 51, that when we have something that we want to share that we think is special about us, that it's okay to take up space. And to put that out there, I think a lot of times, especially when I was little, I was afraid of calling attention to myself and what that scrutiny would be. And you still have to get out there and, you know, take that risk. And it's okay. You know, it's funny. It's this sort of duplicity between wanting so much to be seen and heard in the world. And then when you are seen and heard, that's kind of scary. Mm. Right. And we have to talk about this. At D23 Expo, you were inducted along with your Frozen castmates as a Disney legend. What was that experience like? Uh, that was 
I mean, that was just fabulous. It was so cool. If you could have told the little loud mouse girl D in the children's book that um, she was going to be a Disney legend one day and be <laughs> in a bunch of animated <laughs> Disney films, she wouldn't have believed you. Or maybe she would have because she believed in herself. <laughs> she believed in herself more then than she believes in herself now. But yeah, it was incredible. And to also get to share that with the entire cast, that was really magical. Mm. Well, sadly, we are at the end of our time, but we have one final question we ask all of our guests, and it may be hard for you having been a member of the Disney family now for a while and done some pretty incredible projects, but what is your favorite Disney memory? Oh, that's a big question. What's my favorite Disney memory? That's a lot. I've had so many. I mean, the projects I've done for Disney, I've like changed my life, you know, so it's not an easy answer to the question. I, hmm, I think probably getting Let It Go as a demo and having to learn that and go in the studio and record that and realizing that that song was written and given to me to put my stamp on and just how proud I felt about that and singing it in the studio with everyone and sort of sculpting it and playing and finding all of that. I mean, I think that recording day experience was pretty special to me. Oh, and it's uh, gone on to be special to many, many, many people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Adina, thank you so much. Congratulations on Disenchanted, on Which Way to the Stage, on uh, everything. We're I so want to happy. come back for pizza. Are you in yes. the same apartment? I am not in the same apartment. <laughs> we'll figure it out somehow. Okay. But um, it, great to see you. Thank you so much. You thank you so Thanks, much. Everybody. Thanks for having me. So much was happening. I'm not surprised she did not remember the pizza in my studio, or at least not at least <laughs> no. initially. It was very funny. And her answers were so good. But she said she wanted to have pizza with you. So that's my want to take her up on that exactly. offer. Exactly. Making new pizza memories. Yes. Yeah. All new kinds of pizza <laughs> memories. We kind of love exactly. that. Thanks again for listening to D23 Inside Disney. Don't forget to like and share this episode wherever you listen or subscribe. And if you want to chat with us, you know what to do. Hashtag D23 Inside Disney. And for all the latest Disney info, check out D23.com. We'll be back next week with more Disney news and a fantastic guest on an all new episode of D23 Inside, Inside Disney. Disney.